This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's our 5G Bag Nation here on 105.3. The fan have some Cowboys news here for you. Thought you'd appreciate it. Cowboys chances of getting the number one seed. We do have a full report on that, courtesy Tadacha. ESPN and there's a number of takeaways and interesting subjects in there if you like to talk Cowboys and Cowboys Bills, mm. Cowboys in the NFC. We got you covered. General at your service at ease. There's Brian Broaddus, former Cowboys scout, NFL executive, Emmy Award winner, Super Bowl champion, number one influencer on Cowboys social media, at Brian Broaddus there on the Twitter X machine. Lucius Alexander's in the Pimp Cup and over there at Master Control basking in the glory of another successful segment of LA Live. Catch that every Afternoon, evening at 540. Zach Wolchuk is present. His nosebleed brother, Eric Chiafalo, has departed. He is on his way to the star uh, where uh, he's going to participate in some Cowboys crosstalk coming up. Crosstalking it tonight. Yeah. Does he make it on time? Is he there to start that show? I'm going to say no. Um, Let me see. 75. I'm going to say yes, barely. Okay. Barely. I'll tell you what. That one time you guys let me leave when I did it and there was an accident on the tollway. And I was doing everything illegal to get there. And literally, oh, Kevin thought... Kevin Gray sent the show and like, tonight! And then I sat Boom, here's down. Brian. It was that. I mean, it was that close. Perfectly timed. Perfectly timed. Yep. Okay, you have uh, college football Carter Freeman coordinating your video over there. You can watch us at 105 through the fan.com, Twitch, and YouTube. I do believe uh, Wooly Bully has a college football hangover. Coming up at 620? Yeah, we got some interesting uh, Texas quarterback news we got to talk about. We got the SEC schedule revealed tonight, too. Yeah. So if you're a fan of the University of Texas and Oklahoma, get to know where you're going to travel a little bit this year. That sounds fun. Road trip's going to be a little bit longer. Yeah, a little bit. I have to pull out the private jet. Yeah, Georgia comes to Austin. There we go. Uh, That would be Saturday, October 19th, week eight. And then Alabama's going to go to Oklahoma. Love it's it, going to be a little bit different than Kansas. Here. A little bit. <laughs> You're not in Kansas different, anymore. A little different, yeah. I cannot wait, man. This is uh, an exciting time to be a college football fan, no doubt. I cannot wait for Cowboys and Bills, but we got to talk about what could happen, how, how the Cowboys could get the number one seed. And uh, uh, the headline here from from Todd Archer, how much does uh, – uh, no, I'm sorry, I did not get the right headline. I was going to ask you the question, how much does home field advantage matter to you? Um, for the Cowboys? Yeah, it, it, it just whatever you can do to get it, go yeah, for it. Whatever you have to do, Jerry, sell your soul again. Double down. Home field means so much to these guys. It okay, really does. Uh, Todd did have a note on that. That's why I put it there. Cowboys over the last uh, two seasons at home. Cowboys fifteen and one. Yeah. Niners fifteen and two. Yeah. Eagles fourteen and three. So it's not just that you're amazing; it's the other teams are doing this home compared to road split as well yeah. with you. And if yeah, I, I think if you do not have home field advantage going to Philadelphia or San Francisco, you're really going to be fighting an uphill battle. I the think Philadelphia is going to play significantly different at home as yeah, you would. I agree. And I don't think Philly's won at AT&T Stadium since 2017. Yeah. 
So, I mean, that's six in a row now. If you had to play them a third time, and you'd obviously feel a little bit better about your chances against San Francisco if you get that at home versus going to the Bay. It's important. Speaking of the Bay, the Niners are the team that just has to win, and they'll get the number one seed. They hold the tiebreakers. I think only injuries, Brian, that we're definitely not rooting for no. could, no, could make no. them an underdog in I any am game. Not, I but am not doing that again this it's, year. It's been the unfortunate truth for them. Like, as, as good as we've been talking about when it comes to this 49er team, and, and you were mentioning it, like, what are another team that we've talked about? And it's like, man, you're just not going to be X team. It's still a team that has nothing to show for it. They still haven't won a Super Bowl in damn near 30 years like the Cowboys. Yeah. They're yeah. not a championship team yet either. And a lot of that's because injuries, unfortunately, have held them back. And they're not a team that has been able to mask those deficiencies. Yeah, it really is. that You know, it reminds me of Dak early in his career where you take something off that alters the surroundings and things fall apart like a house of cards early in Dak's career. And I think the same thing's true for Brock Purdy. And I never assume that quarterbacks are going to get that figured out on how to do that when when things get disrupted. But Brock Purdy, three-game losing streak earlier in the season when Debo and Trent Williams weren't in there. And I would fancy the Cowboys' chances. I mean, hell, they lost Dak last year. And what was it, 3-1 and one with Cooper Rush or 4-1? and one? I mean, so... 4-1. This, this Cowboys team, I do believe, is much more resilient to to injuries. I, I do think the Niners will be favored, though, assuming that the team stay as healthy as they are right now. I would give them 7.5 points in San Francisco against the Cowboys or the Eagles or take seven and a half points from them. And I still might bet San Francisco. Considering they put up 42 against both and won very easily, uh, I think that you're right. They should be a touchdown favorite. ESPN's Football Power Index ranks the Niners' remaining schedule 16th most difficult in the league, which lands in the middle ground between the tough slate awaiting the Cowboys and the easy one in front of the Turds. All eyes will be on the Niners' Christmas night showdown against the Ravens in a game that matches two of the FPI's top three Super Bowl favorites. That's going to be exciting. And that's your opportunity right there. If the Cowboys could win out, I would not be surprised at all if the Ravens win that game. Um, I would not be surprised if the Rams beat the Niners. You go in division or out of conference, things can get really weird. You put a threat like Lamar Jackson on the field, I think a lot of the dynamics that the Niners use to feast on the rest of the NFL might be altered enough that Lamar Jackson could be that guy. Um so I, I see both the Niners and the Eagles as potentially losing a, another game without much of a surprise at all. I think the biggest surprise here would be, can the Cowboys actually run the table? Uh, you know, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. Whew. That would be exceptional. And I said it last night. If they do, I absolutely will, will believe You'll in You'll buy that. in? I, yeah, I will. I, I don't think you can. You could avoid it at that time. It's going to be hard not to. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be on such a high after that victory if they do it. Well. And that might be the death blow if you're listening to the 520 segment. That might that might not be what you want. Okay, the FBI uh, FPI does have the Niners as the favorites to wrap up with a 58.7% chance, just to quantify it for you, based on schedule, how they're playing opponents and all that, 58.7% chance the Niners do it. Since 21, San Francisco 12-2 and in regular season games played in December and January with an average margin of victory of 11.6 per game. So... I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they peaked earlier this time. I can't imagine them taking it up another notch from where they are currently. The Bird Turds, they have trailed at halftime in six consecutive games. Is this a team that's about to collapse down the stretch or just needs a breather after a brutal uh, schedule? We'll check. I'm leaning more towards they might be collapsing. And I, I don't think that 
a breather's helping that defense. I just don't think they're a good defensive football team. They've got some good players, but that secondary is not good. Their linebackers are not good, and if they're not getting any pass rush, and it appears that Hassan Reddick is the only one that's capable of doing that. Offensively, I mean, Nick Sirianni was very honest today. He took the podium and basically said, if Devontae Smith... A.J. Brown or Dallas Gardner aren't open. Jalen Hurts is holding the ball and is waiting for them to get open. And if you are one of the other offensive weapons on that team, that can't make you feel very good to hear your head coach basically say you're not doing anything and you're not any good. Uh, They're a team that I think, yeah, their depth isn't quite what it was a year ago. And I think they're going to lose to Seattle. And if they do, this guy's already falling there. They're already basically saying that team's dead in Philadelphia. You drop a game on Monday Night Football to lose three in a row. I think that's an imploding team. I would think so, too. I I just don't know what to expect, Brian, because I think San Francisco and Dallas right now are running two of the best offenses in the NFL. And what we think of Philadelphia, based on how clueless the Cowboys offense made them look, how clueless the Niners offense made them look, I don't think that's going to be the reality against a Pete Carroll team, and it won't be against the Giants. I could see them losing one, if not two, of these remaining games. Yeah. But but yeah. still, we we don't. I don't think the Cowboys or Niners game was a real accurate uh, portrayal of how Philly's going to play against other teams. I I, I kind of feel like that Philly will pull it together. I think Philly will pull it. Now the you guys mentioned that the problems are with the pass rush because when they don't get pass rush, they have problems in the second. They just can't cover. And and the Seattle Seahawks can they could they could punish you with their wide receiver core. I think now that we're going to start to see, you know, we we got a little glimpse of Jalen Hurts running the football. We got a little glimpse. They they put in some design runs. Well, move the linebacker, quarterback draw, move the linebacker again, quarterback draw. I think we're to the point now where that Jalen Hurts, I don't think he's as banged up as he was the first time that Dallas played in week nine. I think he's much healthier. He's just Uh, being careful. I think he's being careful. I think Philadelphia is now to the point where Brian Johnson, the coordinator, has to think about, okay, if you can run, run, make some plays, help us here. Yeah. You know, so I, I, Philly, there's a lot of desperate teams playing football right now. Philadelphia is clearly one of them. And you like to talk about this when their quarterback runs, they're a different offense. Yeah. And I, I think that we're, we're about to see that more on a full-time basis for the Eagles. But out of the three teams right now, I have them third as far as capable of making a run just because they kind of got to get things fixed on both sides of the ball. Their defense is the biggest problem for them. They've allowed 109 points in the last three games, the third most allowed by a reigning conference champion since the 1970 merger. That's how bad it's falling apart. 9-0-3, didn't the Niners lose three in a row? Yeah, we were talking about that. They did, uh, but they, they were besieged by injuries. That's why we're saying... Dak's better than Purdy because Purdy Trent hasn't Williams. hit a point in his career yeah. where he Devo. can lose a guy or two and, and still perform. Uh, the FPI has the number two seed as the most likely outcome for Philly with 37% probability, followed by the one seed at 30.5. And the number five seed happens 29.8% of the time to them, which would mean the Cowboys would catch it. That's a little bit of a preview. They're giving you about a 30% chance, the Cowboys, of uh, you know eclipsing Philadelphia here by the time this uh, this month is out. Uh, by the way, every time Philly has made it to the Super Bowl, which is three times in this century, they've been the number one seed. Okay, so that's how important home field is to them. Boy, it's just 6% is what the FPI says about the Cowboys' chances of the number one seed. Is that an accurate number to you guys? 
I mean, coin I would flip. say so. Yeah, yeah I would sounds, say so. Sounds fair. The, the thing about it, though, is that I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really yeah, I'm really happy that the Giants won against Green Bay. I need the Giants to keep engaged in this, in this, in these games. You know, when you're playing Philadelphia, stay engaged. Yeah, well, but, they but have a chance to make they're the postseason right now, yeah. so yeah. they're definitely. But engaged. I'm trying to think of Dallas winning the division and then yeah. and then go from there is what I'm doing. So, uh, yeah, I, I just. I, I think the number I, I think the number's right. I think that number's right. Well, the the number at home has been right uh, consistently. Now the the seven wins at home have been decided by an average of twenty four points per Elias. Cowboys are tied for the fourth largest margin in NFL history through seven home games, but home field advantage has not been kind to the Cowboys lately. Concludes Archer. They lost in the division rounds at home as the top seed in the NFC in two thousand seven and two thousand sixteen. I like my chances though. Let's let's uh, let's give it a shot. Truckwreck.com fan text is open at 877-881-1053. Uh, Mike Tomlin uh, going to be uh, job searching at the end of the season, says the 682. They have fallen apart there in the, with the uh, – I don't think so. Man, that would that, that's not the stupidest things for them to do. That's not the Rooney. That, that team is garbage, and what, he's got them at 7-6. and six. That's still impressive. Well, that, he's won – but he's had, what, 16 consecutive winning seasons? This would be his first ever losing season. Yeah. If, if ever it, as a head coach. Yeah. Uh, two on four says, don't forget there have been no repeat NFC East champs in quite a few years, True. so a Philly implosion is on the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we got to be at 16 years now, 17 years, something like that. No, it's, it's going back to Philly in 04. 04. So we're coming up on 20 years. Yeah. That's just insane. Last time we had a repeat champion, was Donovan McNabb still the quarterback in, with, the, with the Eagles? Yeah. He was. He was. Okay, uh, Gelkin, uh, this is now this is crazy. I'm not going to go through all of them. Cowboys can clinch a playoff berth this Sunday <laughs> with a win or a tie in Buffalo. They can clinch in defeat, too, under any of these 13 yeah. scenarios. 13? 13 of them. So you're telling me there's a chance. It's a lot of Green Bay loss plus a Rams loss or tie plus an Atlanta loss or tie or 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 just a bunch of uh, uh, crazy stuff in there. I, you know, I... You have nothing to worry about at this point. The clinch is, is not the story. It's exactly, you know, can you can you sneak into that uh, number one overall seed, get yourself home field advantage, and a bye. Holy cow. If that happens, I know. yeah, that this 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 town will go absolutely bananas in a way that I don't think we've seen since the Super Bowl. Okay, here we go. We go to Blogging the Boys, the best Cowboys players from Week 14, according to Pro Football Focus. Let's check in on some of these grades. Michael Gallup with a 76.7, a redemption story. Chances on a scale of 1 to 10, Brian, that he saves his job over the last uh, regular season games plus playoffs. I think it's a 3. He's gone. Wow. Uh, Tony Pollard, your second highest rated player, 74.7. How much better is he in the passing game right now? I tell you what, he's doing a heck of a job. Actually, the blitz pickup stuff has been incredible with him. But, yeah, he's 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 really turned into a complete player that we all – I mean, there was some questions about that pass blocking back in the day. Not anymore with that guy. Biotis hit a low point midseason. He kind of got bullied by San Francisco and Philly in those games. But uh, 72.5, he was the fourth highest graded Cowboy in that game. Yeah. What do you think about his future now? Where is uh, he? I'll tell you what, though. There's some people that are going to need centers. I haven't looked at a center in the college draft yet. I know we're getting started on that. You know, last year, we had some guys that were, that could play center. So uh, could the Cowboys, could that be a position they, they look at going forward? I think that if he gets paid, like, say, Connor McGovern got paid to leave. I, I think he'll probably be gone. On uh, defense, Marquise Bell was the highest-graded player with a 91. He was great. Had a 90.3 coverage grade, third-and-run defense grade. Is he big and strong enough to 
to to be a, a great linebacker in a playoff game against a physical team. Man, I tell you what, I was hopeful that they were going to get Shaq Leonard because I was going to use him for some other roles like what you're going to do when you're about to play against Buffalo with their tight ends and stuff like that. This is an ideal game for him to be a spy. If you really didn't spy all that much against Don McNabb, uh, Don McNabb of against Jalen Hurts, then you're going to probably want to put a spy on on this particular quarterback because he will run. And and Bill is a really good open field tackler. The second highest graded defensive player was Malik Hooker. One of his best games of the year. Made plays all over. Big pass breakup on third down. Do Absolutely. you have what, What's changed with him? Or, or do you have hope that he can finish strong? I'll tell you what. There was a time where all these safeties weren't playing very well. And their eyes were bad. And their physical play was not good. And all of a sudden, then all of them played very, very well. It was the, It's absolutely what they needed to slow that Philadelphia offense down. They're going to need another big game this week against sure those will. guys. But Hooker did a much better job of, like, when he was asked to play in coverage or help in coverage, he was on the spot instead of being a step or two late. Damone Clark had a top five grade on defense as well. What did you think of his game and I how he's coming what, along? Yeah, the physical player, though, I still think he misses Leighton Vander Esch. Leighton Vander Esch helped him so much with where you need to be what was about to happen you know reading the plays reading you know where he needed to be uh so he he's getting better but uh, still far away from what i thought he was going to hey, be physical player but you're right it's it's awareness and it's taking the right angles to yep. the ball yep all righty uh, 903 love the show hate the homerism it's like listening to a bunch of bobbies it's, Damn, an, it's an eagles fan that it keeps texting in and is upset because we didn't what? give josh sweat credit uh, well bobby gotta catch it straight though you know i'll be minding his business but right i appreciate now eagle fans that are yeah. loving our show drying out his pants or something somewhere <laughs> yeah yeah i i found i appreciate the context on that but yeah that is bobby's my guy you know only i can take shots at him sir mr 903 eagles fan in east texas kind of dysfunctional crap is that (laughs) we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.